0: You heavy breathing, Yasmin. No. I can hear it really clear. Maybe I am. It's
1: It's really uncomfortable.
2: God, fuck off, me. Now you wish you were vanilla, huh? Leave me alone. I
1: have asthma. I don't have asthma, but I do have asthma.
2: (laughs) 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 No. You're you're (laughs) cancelled. Welcome to We Wear Black and this week we are discussing men's insecurities and their bodies. Ooh, I Ooh. don't know why I did that. That was the I start Gosh. everyone like that. <laughs> it must be do you know what? It's um I know this is a weird thing for us to sit down and discuss, right? Because one thing that unites us is none of us are male.
1: Yeah. So and a lot of us hate Men, but we don't hate men. But that's what just you, do. Yasmin. No, we don't <laughs> just, hate all you, right, men. All
2: right, well, I'll be in the corner then. Fucking <laughs> hate men. No, Yasmin, hates men. <laughs> Yasmin hates men. Yasmin um, hates men.
1: I hate everyone. It doesn't count.
2: <laughs> the thing is, like, the reason I particularly really wanted to do this episode is I remember when I was in therapy and I was um seeing somebody who specialised in CBT. Um and I was going through a phase and it was in my like late teens early 20s where I believed that I could never be attractive to men and it was so painful for me and I was and I was so insecure about my skin color and I was saying to the therapist men only like women who are skinny and blonde and so no man will ever be attracted to me and lies! You're you're a milf, <laughs> You are a this, milf. It's really sad when you feel that way, and like, I, and it's always thought of as like a very female, um, a kind of it's it's not seen as something that males go through is that kind mm. of insecurity. But yeah. anyway, this therapist yeah. made me um, do a survey. I'm not even kidding. like a tick it, box I, survey! Yes. No. And, do um... <laughs> you find me hot? Am I a <laughs> milf? Do I have a fat rack? So I worked at Pizza Hut at the time. And um, so I had to, t- <laughs> to take this survey with me to work and get everyone to fill it in, and he made me like I had to make up this story about how for uni, I was doing this uni project, and we had to get the opinions of men. And what was really interesting is none of what I believed was true was this and therapist so...
0: license to like imagine going to pizza hut with a tick box survey so am i hot yes or no how was do your you service like today me? yes no. what did you think of my maybe. ass out of 10
2: what would you give my tits
1: would you um, rail
2: me but i'm not even, so the questions weren't like that they were more like what do you what do you look for when you're looking to date and things like that and it worked it worked because everything i believed it showed it to be not true okay and That's so i thought that um now i know for a lot of uh like a lot of the time uh with my boyfriend he'll say something and he'll and i'll go yeah but you're so hot and you're sexy and he'll go shut up it's, you don't count your opinion doesn't count and i'm like
1: <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend does that and i'm like shut up i am the person who is dating you
2: i clearly think you're hot as fuck for a reason stupid <laughs> so so it's like maybe maybe because we're not your we want we want to hear your stories we want to hear what you go through and maybe our opinions as people that date men our opinions might help change the way you feel about yourself and that that is the long way round of how this episode came to be
1: also i kind of feel bad for men because like (laughs) no one likes them at the moment and i don't really blame people for not liking them because yeah, some men are, some some men. A few men are uh, not really great people, but there are some decent men out there who get grouped under that category. And There's a lot of decent bad. guys. There's a lot yeah. of them. Sam Hart them. is
0: not a bad person. No,
2: exactly. Never. Never. And Sam, Sam Hart man. could
0: never be a bad person. He's ever. an angel.
2: The thing is, is any uh, any guy who listens to this podcast cannot be racist, cannot be transphobic. Like actively, they might. Have, we all have like whatever in the backs of our brains that but actively they are trying to be open minded they're co- totally comfortable yep. listening and being in this space yeah
1: i'm actually kind of um, surprised that a lot of cis white guys listen to us like we put out a tweet
2: saying that cis white guys should listen to us and so
1: many people replied they like they are who
2: guys yeah Especially since you sister. throw out so much hate, Yasmin. Yeah, Yasmin. Guys, you know I love it's you. It's all your fault. It's like, it's like a love hate. Like, I'm just being a I know, you sit get. on cis white male dick, so I'm just mm, saying.
1: Yeah, I do. You lie. <laughs> I'm dating the straightest, cis white man alive. And... You're such a trap stab. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather you call me a slur, you know. That That hurts. <laughs>
2: I'm leaving the podcast. Uh, oh, so, anyway, so today is all about appreciating <laughs> our men, whether you're cis, whether you're trans, whether you're straight, whether you're gay. We just want to throw some love your way because nobody hypes you up the way we wear black can hype you up. Let's oh. go. I'm excited. I'm ready oh, to sexually
1: go. harass? Them. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke.
0: Why do you take it there, Yasmin? All <laughs> the time. We're trying. <laughs> time. We're trying
2: to be good here. She's
1: <sighs> going to squeeze some
2: butts. No, I'm kidding
1: um let's dive by in by
2: i love squeezing man's men's, butts. Oh I men's butts. butts i don't get it it's weird i it's don't really know why weird. i like doing it i like doing it because it's a little bit like objectifying them and you can see they sometimes i'm like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> i'm but so I'm, glad you agree <laughs> i love it in public where you're when you just like squeeze a guy's butt and you're like four not you're any stranger We're I mean to be like you know We love men dating.
0: Men are great We're like Objectify them Grab their asses. No
1: I grab that fucking Polish cake Every day when I walk downstairs Into Pat's kitchen Grasp it with my whole hand It's like the highlight of my day I love it Because he never sees it coming So he'll always be like <laughs> don't grab my butt and i'm like "Mm -hmm, yeah sexy boy um (laughs) really weird really weird yeah i have a weird (laughs) relationship i'm glad that we've all established that i'm just a freak
2: (laughs) i used to like to poke um buttholes with clothes on so like friends anybody i don't know why i went through this phase where i was obsessed with if someone would say not a stranger but if someone i knew was stood say on the stairs or walking above me on the stairs
0: you don't even like touching people. You're I going know. Someone's
2: asshole. But I'm also quite evil. So sometimes, like when you're walking with someone's walking, if you stick your finger in between their butt cheeks, I'm gonna do that to you later. They're they, walking next they, to each other. I'm gonna finger your bum later. They do this tuck of their bum and just run up the stairs. It's really funny. Really? Um, but anyway, um, oh shit on you! That's never happened. Thankfully, that's never happened. You just wait. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> gross. Um, oh. So you we asked you we said to you look tell us some stuff we'll keep it in total confidence we know some of the people that have reached out but we're not going to be saying any names we're not going to be referencing anybody and what you say in this space this is a safe space full of love it will not be repeated apart from on a podcast um so thank you so much for sharing that with because that means a lot to me i don't know about you guys it does people trust us for some really weird reason we're trustworthy I am, anyway. Yasmin, yes, so yes, like... maybe not.
1: <laughs> Alex, you are in that group of people who is not trustworthy. Please don't. don't... lie,
0: and you know it.
1: You it's are on the same lie. level as me. Come on now, behave. Do you not remember what we
0: did Shots on the live stream? Fired. Exactly. Shots fired. I don't remember, actually.
2: Um, So it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so beep, beep, beep. we're going to go through some of your messages. And I just want to say, again, we are literally overwhelmed we're going to try and go through as many as we can we're so grateful for how many messages you sent us um and talking to us because actually this isn't just about us helping men it's about us understanding what men go through because mm. i think a lot of the time um when people are put in a privilege bracket you can end up on the in the non-privileged bracket going well they have it easier and that writes off that person's experience a lot of yeah. the time and yeah. it's we can, we can say that, you know, for example, me as a light skinned person, I have privilege. But it doesn't mean I don't go through my own struggles. Yeah. And so men, today, let's talk about your struggles. Let's love on you. Let's poke your bum holes. Let's um, uh, see what happens. <laughs> okay. Yasmin, do you want to start?
1: Um, Yeah. Which one do you want me to read?
2: I haven't read any of them yet. So you pick. No.
1: Okay. Someone's written in
2: and said hi, I saw the
1: tweet about pressures Men Feel and I listened to the podcast since the first episode so I thought I'd take a chance on replying. Uh, The worst element of being a man for me is the man up notion. It feels like I'm under pressure, unrelenting pressure, to be strong for my wife and family, be good at my job, look after the people I love, push all my feelings down. I feel that if I show any kind of vulnerability, then as has happened in the past, I'll be told to get on with it or stop being a baby. My feelings have been made to feel insignificant by society. Um, and I know I'm not the only one. Anyway, I look forward to Wednesday evening to a fantastic, funny, and enjoyable podcast. Thank oh, you, firstly, oh. that was really sweet. That's
0: heavy though, yeah. that's a heavy burden. Yeah. I just do feel there has been this stigma like attached to men especially where they're just expected in like a family environment just to deal with everything like they have to be that person that everyone goes to and to hold it together and I feel like especially with some men I know as well they find it difficult to show emotion and then when it does come out it comes out really really badly and in a way that is probably quite damaging to them because they're not used to expressing emotions um and i just don't know how how we can change
2: that as a society really so i shared a video on this the other day because i've been i've got into fights on twitter for saying this um because as you as you know do this podcast with me i'm really fucking opinionated but i'll hold up my <laughs> hands if i'm wrong um so Basically, I started um, when I was in one of the darkest phases in in my life and I was feeling quite suicidal. I channeled that into making a documentary, which I actually never released. And I'm so annoyed at myself because I lost confidence to release it. But I had people like Asking Alexandria. I had Amity Affliction. I had all of these stars talking about um, depression and feeling suicidal and what it's like for men. And uh, so I did a lot of research into it and I even spoke to a doctor out in Australia. And my whole documentary started with me going, men need to talk more. Like that was mm. the goal of how it was gonna be. By the end of it, um, I say at the end, I didn't really finish it, but by the end of it, I realized it's not men who need to speak more, it's us who need to learn how to listen. Yeah. Yeah. so this whole thing this is why so sometimes this is where i get myself in trouble when people post on twitter and things here are the helplines i'm like suicidal people aren't fucking morons they can google a Mm. helpline if they're looking for a helpline the likelihood is they've actually reached out to probably 10 20 30 people but in tiny ways things like oh man i'm feeling a feel a bit crap today yeah and instead of someone going oh really how come and, and creating space for them they've gone now nah, you'll be all right you'll be all right yeah, come on right. it's just the weather we're all yeah. feeling like that at the minute and trying to g them up instead of creating space to listen mm-hmm.
1: yeah as well not to like woman bash because i love women but i also feel like um like when it comes to relationships it's because uh, i've been in this position even though i'm non-binary to point the finger at men and be like it's all their fault they're just stuck at communicating but i've realized over time women sometimes expect almost too much from men because they're very emotionally available that they almost don't understand why men aren't so emotionally available. They're like, but I'm emotionally available. I know how to mm. do this. Why don't you? And I think it's, it's about communicating that men have like their own love language. Um, and they don't always, they don't always, you know, say I love you, but they do nice things for you.
2: Yeah. And so sometimes actually you're right. Cause it's, it's watching what their love language is. So like, I know, with my boyfriend if I go and start going I love you you're sexy you're gorgeous he's just like oh my god get off my fucking case (laughs) um so but if I go and make dinner and don't say anything make dinner bring him a glass of water uh, you know and just do little things throughout the day that is what communicates love to him and so if someone's sometimes if someone is down and doesn't want to speak that could be a way to communicate with them yeah a man i hope yeah. that i hope that your family and your wife listen when you say that i'm struggling under the weight i hope that mm. that, that support is there for you there's a
1: lot of men actually who reached out um in our dms and said <clears throat> something very similar about being told to man up like i had a few dms of the, along the same lines of that so i guess that's a really big issue for men it it's awful like
2: fuck I'm really out
1: of order to say that to someone. Yeah. I don't want a man to man up. I don't want this. I don't no. want men to be all like Oh, I'm a big macho man, I've got lots of muscles, I'm really strong. Like I find that really uh I just like men who yeah. are confident and comfortable in themselves and comfortable in who they are. Even if who they are is oh I like to play video games every single day or oh I like to paint every single day. Like cool, as long as you're owning your true self, I don't care what the fuck you do, I don't want a guy who lifts weights and is at the gym all the time and is like, Oh, I'm so
2: I mean I kinda scared. like guys who are at the gym all the time and lift weights.
0: But, oh, I don't. but it scares
2: me. I, see, this is the thing, this is the great thing about men's bodies is like there are people who are all different, but I'm open to anybody. Mm. Like, because yeah. I think one of the greatest lessons that I learned over time, because um, I, I stay the biggest sauce in the world, right? Um, oh my God, wow, it's me. <laughs> oh and my God, these. I was so bad. Oh my God, twinning. And I always, like, I had a real thing for personal trainers. Um, and my best friend, who is 79, said to me one day, Sophie, you've got to realise what strength actually looks like. Strength isn't the guy who um, is the bully or is the strongest. Sometimes strength is the guy who communi- can com- emotionally communicate that he's hurting, mm. what he's feeling, where his boundaries are. And that sounds so therapy speak, but That's it's so, so true. true. We need it's to so get her on the true. podcast. We need, she's just full of wisdom. Oh my god she's just an absolute genius. But um so if you're listening to this whether you are if you're feeling that man up um there's nothing wrong with you. It's the thing that's wrong is with the people who listen and you are okay for saying, "Hey, look, I'm trying to talk. I'm struggling right now. I'm trying to talk and you're not listening to me." That's okay to say that because you're not in you're not in the wrong and you're not weak. For having emotions, there is nothing sexier than a man that is emotionally intelligent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that really oh gets God. me. Right? <sighs> Connected to his emotions. Oh. Sad
0: boys. Sad boys. Uh, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no joking. You,
2: you went too far. <laughs> That's trauma. Trauma. Not sad guys. Not the guys who, like, play guitar and just do cool too. But the guys who just, just tell you how they're feeling and what their boundaries are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've not come across that yet.
2: Okay, Um, okay, Alex, do you want to do one off? uh, Yeah, I'll go through the emails. So
0: this is quite quite a long one. Hi, obviously I want this to be anonymous, of course. There's a lot of things I feel insecure about, but there's only one I really felt okay telling being public like this about. And I could somehow, somewhat concise. I'm 25. I'm a virgin, I've never been on a date, I've never been in a relationship, I'm bisexual, I haven't kissed a woman in almost a decade, nor had any action with either men or women in close to five years. At least I think I may have made out with someone about three years ago, but to be honest, we were so drunk I don't remember. But it's not like it's all on the other people. I have absolutely been the one who screwed up and ruined the opportunities on plenty of those occasions. I'm not going to pretend I haven't, I've made mistakes, I still regret and try to be better than now. Sometimes I don't care, sometimes I'm like, I've been fine being single this far, I can survive on my own, I don't need anyone, fuck what society thinks. Then other days I'm miserable, I just want something, a connection, I feel myself ache for whatever it is, be it sex or a relationship, I'm tired of waiting... I know that the last part sounds bad. I shouldn't rush into something to get it over with, but I don't know what to even do at this point. I get miserable about it and I wonder if I'm truly destined to end up alone, that I'm really undateable or I'm just really bad at this. But at the same time, time is ticking. I don't know if I want kids. I go back and forth. Hell, I don't even know if I want to settle down or get married. The thing is, my parents were older when they had me. My dad was almost 60. My mum wasn't as old. There is an age gap larger than most there, but she still felt older than other mums in the school. I've seen what it's like having kids at an older age. I know I don't want that. It's not fun. But if I have kids, I want them in the next 10 years when I still have some youth left, whilst I'm still young enough to carry them if I need to, beyond the age of like five. And now I have friends from school who are married with kids and I'm here like I've got another tattoo, I guess. I shouldn't compare, I know. It's not healthy. I try not to, but it still happens. So yeah, that was miserable. But to be honest, this was the short version. To lighten the mood, this podcast has been really enjoyable. I've had moments on public transport trying to muffle my laughter when (laughs) wheezing from this pod. So thanks for that. Oh,
2: that was really sweet. Darling, that's... That is. That sounds like you are carrying so much there. Mm. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine having all of that. Well, I can, because I know what it feels like to have all of that on your shoulders. Um, but oh God, I'm gonna have to turn into a mum now, aren't I? You so do I feed the, the mum, mum, thing. mum. Yeah. I have to do it, I have to do it, I have to do yeah. the mum thing. You are so young, and you are putting so much pressure on yourself you're putting so and I can understand because of the frustration, you end up getting in your head and start thinking, well, what about the future? What about this? What about that? You are young, you're a baby. Like, you don't need to be worrying about having kids and marriage and all of that just yet. That is something because when you end up and I and I say this from a point of view that I've been there and I know what it's like. Um, <clears throat> because for the simple fact that for my whole time growing up I was so ugly because I went to school in East Africa and I was the, I was a I was weird there or the wrong skin colour whatever I was just wrong then I went to school in Huddersfield I was the only non-white kid and so I was too ugly to go near Um, and so I, I had a long time of just feeling like nobody wanted me and feeling really, and then you start adding on all this pressure, and so then when you do go into situations, you take all of that pressure with you. And I know it's hard, but you need to find a way to let that pressure go, because everyone is lovable, everybody is lovable. What I will say is, you're the
0: same age as me, and I can relate with what you're saying, you feel like no one wants you, you see all your friends getting into relationships, having kids, settling down, what helped me was finding something that you really love doing and you put your energy into that. So for me, it was creating radio shows, you know, talking to bands, helping bands. And that's what made me feel like, you know, I have some value as such to some people because you're putting your energy into something creative. And it's it's better doing something like that than to jump in to get in with someone and then yeah. you're not being very happy so you need to make sure you're happy at the same time and do something for yourself instead of getting into a relationship with someone mm. that's probably, you know, not right for you if you rush it. Um yeah.
1: I was going to say um you know, I've been in a lot of relationships but I've only had one that I actually care about because even the people who are getting married and getting in these relationships, they might not be happy. I think it's when you look on the outset and you've never had that before seems so great but the reality is so many of these people have rushed into these relationships for the same worries that you have and they're not happy i've had so many shitty relationships like i've dated people since i was 16 god i regret most of them of all the people i've dated i've only not regretted dating one person so even when you do get in a relationship it fucking sucks sometimes i would not worry you're not missing out babes you are not
2: missing out and the the thing is is like the thing that got me is that line, because it's something I used to say about being terrified of ending up alone. Mm. But let's face it, your actual dating years, really, if we're being honest, are from 18. Yeah. So when you say 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 5 you've been doing seven years of your dating life. Your entire dating life, let's say, people date in their 80s. So let's say you can date till you're 90. That means you have fuck maths uh you have 65 years left of dating and you're only seven in so you are a toddler in the dating game mm. it's early date and i i don't mean to that to sound too patronizing but all of us here we're babies in the dating game and so you can't you've got to be careful thinking that you're going to end up alone or thinking anything like long term things are forever because there's so much time left there is so much time left Mm-hmm. Focus on yourself. Focus yeah. on
0: yourself, and don't compare yourself. Even though it's really easy to compare yourself to everyone around you, you're not—you've not all got the same path. So you do you, boo. That's
2: what I'm gonna yeah. say. That's so true. I used to do that. I was, I'm a—I used to be a fucker for comparing myself to people. Oh, same. me too. Me too. And then—and then what I would end up doing is I'd try and be like other people because then maybe that would make me lovable, which meant that I wasn't being my own self, and then, and then I'd happy. get into. Re- Yeah, and I'd get into relationships and I'd be too, like, um, too scared to stand up for myself or speak out because I was so scared of losing that other person. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... God, it's hard. It's hard. But you've got this. You've got this, babe. We believe in you. We believe in you. You're going to be able to do this. You are gorgeous. You are sexy. You can do this. This is your... This is your opportunity to just have fun and... Take life by the balls and just be you. Yeah, exactly. What going to say? Um, Do you want to read one, Safe? Okay, so I've got one here. This is, oh, this is um, this is a this is a tough one. This you you guys are actually like really getting to my heart here because I want to come out and mm. just hug you all, <laughs> and I don't hug. Um, <laughs> so somebody here said, "What's good? We wear black." Um, all right. So I'm a trans man. I'm nearly twenty one. Um, and I have two insecurities but my biggest one is probably not having a body that corresponds to society's expectations especially to cis people who would be interested in dating me but end up telling me that they want a man they don't want wide hips they want someone built with abs and built legs while i'm fat no surgery's done with wide hips and thick legs no cis person has ever dated me And most are because of this, especially straight cis women who say they would like me to have a penis, which just hurts because I'll never get one. Um, I suffer from no bottom dysphoria, nor intend to have bottom surgery. I hope this isn't too much, but it's a genuine problem that affects me every day, especially while being in a polyam relationship.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Firstly, that was, that was a lot. Um... What I will say, sorry to jump in. No. That was a lot. Um, but I feel the same. I feel the same way. I think it's just a shared experience between all trans people. Um, and what I will say is, you know, there's so many... I've been in that position um, of cis people being like, well, you don't, you don't look non-binary. It's a, a bit different, but it's cis people being like, you don't look non-binary. What does that even mean? What's somebody body meant to look like? And it feels really dysphoric, especially I had to... Like really get over having sex with people and them touching my body and being like, I don't like this because I don't like my body, but I want to have sex with you because you're great. What I will say is there's someone for everybody. Like. The amount of cis people who don't get it, you could focus on the amount of cis people that don't get it, but there are cis people who do, and why would you want to waste your time on people like that anyway? Why would you want to sit there and think, I want the validation of people who aren't going to get it anyway? There is someone for you out there who's going to get it, who, because, I mean, like, sex seems like this big thing in relationships, but it's not and like you can work around it you can work around it i i know many trans people who work around it um and and you know make their cis partner happy but most of all it's it's you will find someone who will work for you and love you as you are you don't need to get any surgery to be this like macho cis man um because i mean uh, just i don't know cis validation is never a good thing and what i will say is there is someone it doesn't feel like it though it doesn't when i say that i'm like it doesn't feel like it cuz you know <laughs> it just feels hopeless um and it's such a unique experience to be in but there is going to be someone out there who goes i don't give a fuck let's just let's just kiss and make out and i love you for you um and it's it's going to be longer to find that person but it's going to be so worth it when you do that was really long sorry <laughs>
2: No, that's true. That's true. Okay. I think one of the best things that my um, 79-year-old bestie taught me, always add the word yet to what you're saying. Yeah. And it changes your outlook. So I haven't met a cis woman who is okay with that yet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then it com- that's it completely loving. changes everything you ever say. Yeah. So you, you're, Whatever your reality is, it's just for the now yeah and let's just i mean having a look at the stats i'll be completely honest with you as a cis woman who's always dated cis men i can tell you this um out of everybody who orgasms in relationships cis women are having the worst time <laughs> yeah doesn't so, surprise
0: me so at all.
2: i would i would just remember to own that um to own yourself and your identity as a a a badge of honor because Mm. yeah
1: because cis men aren't even doing that much in the bedroom anyway like babes trust me i've been there there's really they're not (laughs) you've got nothing to live up to they are the bar is low the bar is low as long as you know where a clitoris is you've already you've exceeded all expectations for men congratulations (laughs) But what I will say as well, just to like finalize on that one, it's it's a hard one because like you know some people and the whole idea of being trans is so new to people that they just don't get it. But they will get it. Like times are changing and more people are becoming more open to this kind of stuff, Um, and more Mm. people are dating trans people and it's like a whole thing in relationships now. It's really fun and cool and
2: exciting. So it doesn't feel like things are changing, but they are. One of the things that one of the things that this person um, also said was having conversations and the insecurities having conversations with cis men and the kind of what up bro monologue where i listen to some random dude talk about his wife for one hour whilst mansplaining me concepts and wanting to hate his wife as much as he does so to finish up social interaction that's my insecurity romantically oh. and in day-to-day life i'm not your bro those you cis men suck we're not going there we're not we're not Take the time, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you know what? That's um, that's just the interactions you're having with those specific people, yeah. Like, that's just boundaries, yeah. You're totally within your rights to end that, co- shut that conversation down. That's you just to a shitty, for an hour. shitty conversation. Don't even be part of it. You don't own anyone an hour of your time, uh-huh. no. you don't owe that anyone anything, that, but not all cis men. Like,
1: I know it's hard to think because most of them aren't like that, but not a lot of cis men are like that. Like, some of them are just really like cute and awkward dudes and don't talk about how they hate their wives. They talk about their favorite games or what they're doing on the weekend.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yasmin, what have you got for us next? Okay. So this is a bit of a long one. Stay with me.
1: Hi. Oh, I love that our logo is just, <laughs> oh, <woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. laughs> Um. I hope you don't mind me chiming in after you put out that post about doing the episode based on masculinity, but it's something that's been on my mind quite recently and beyond One thing I think it comes down to, I'm generalising here, but I think it holds true, is that for a large swathe of men, feminism was slash is seen as a threat to the very concept of masculinity, don't worry, this isn't going to turn into an anti-feminist screed, I promise, simply because of the ways in which it has pushed back on many behaviours, structures, identities, which has led to, to, sorry, um, even toxic, oh, sorry, Let me try, try. simply because of the ways in which it has pushed back on many of the behaviour structures and identities which had implicitly, even toxically, come to define it. And that's not bad, uh, but we all know just how damaging those cycles of taught slash learned masculine behaviours, rewarding violence and dominance even in so-called civilised forms, the twisted double standards around sex and sexuality, The repression of emotion, the expectation to project strength and conceal weakness at times can be to everyone around them, including men themselves. But it seems to me we've been left with a generation, several generations really, because this is an ongoing problem who've only been partially deprogrammed. Not the perfect word slash phrase, but it'll do. And so feel like they're lost, they don't know what it means to be a man, and so it's no surprise to see, for example, various far-right groups using this in crisis of masculinity as a recruiting tool, promising to give them back what they've lost, or to see those whose identity now feels threatened, doubling down on the worst, most regressive aspects of masculinity because that feels like that's all they have to cling to. I said it before, this isn't going to be an anti-feminist screed. And I want to reaffirm that I think it's, if anything, what we're lacking is a form of feminism for men, which I agree with, uh, some sort of concentrated movement that would be actually help, no, would actually help to empower men to confront the fact that much of what they slash we think of being inherently masculine is arbitrary and artificial and often very damaging. Um, Then there's the question of power because masculinity is also so associated with the idea of power and certain groups seem to feel... That any man who would give up this power is some sort of gender traitor. I just see Slash here, Slash encounter this sort of thing a lot. Men who are so concerned with being a man, even though they can't really tell you what that means, that they forget that they are just human beings and that's hard enough, let alone try then no, let alone trying to then live a life constricted and constrained by what other people and society at large have told them a man is.
2: That was A lot (laughs) so that came from a man yeah it's interesting because it's a very similar outlook to what Merle said on the Marilyn Manson episode Um, yeah and I feel I feel a real closeness to what he said for the simple fact that I've been saying this a lot and I keep getting shot down and I'm like sometimes I lay in bed thinking am I really out of touch am I really out of order but I think sometimes our movements whether it be Black Lives Matter, um, f- feminism, whatever it might be, sometimes we spend so much time pointing and telling people that they're bad that it it people don't have any space to move into. Does that make any sense? Like, if you're telling a straight white guy, you're bad, you're wrong, you're this, everything you think is wrong, but you're not giving him a place to learn and move into he's obviously going to because that's a hard thing to find on your own you need identity you need um everybody needs we're we're pack animals we need to feel that that kind of pack vibe so if you're a straight white white male and you're being told that your pack is wrong where the fuck do you go and am i making any sense yeah it'll get
0: it'll get their backs up as well because if you're going to a straight white man you know you don't care about women, you don't care about this, you're automatically gonna recoil and be like, Oh my god, like I'm scared to even learn or say anything about this now because I yeah. don't know how to even learn or express myself about it. So you you're not gonna learn. So yeah, it's it's difficult. And
2: I I do get what you're saying, Sophie. That made perfect sense. It's not that I'm saying, oh, we shouldn't we shouldn't point out the flaws in society and yeah. culture. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. Mm. I'm just saying that this is also a thing that that guys must be struggling with. And so thank you to that person for writing that email because it sounded really sincere and it sounds like men are really struggling with that mm. at the moment and with identity. And because you can't walk down the street and go, hey, I'm so proud. Um, to be a cis straight white guy yeah. you, can't, you can't because then yeah. everyone goes oh my god nope. you're fucking racist so yeah you're a racist you're a woman hater you're everything it's yeah like, oh god so, so how do you find your your pride
0: That's and it. i guess yeah. by listening to
2: this podcast you're trying to find your new space and so thank you to everyone who listens to this yeah. podcast and welcome 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 welcome, outcasts Welcome. dum. <laughs> we are the outcasts um okay
0: Hi Alex, Sophie and Yasmin. I wanted to try and share my thoughts as a man. I've always been into the music, pop punk in particular, but I've never felt confident enough to actively participate in the scene. I was at school at a time when Fall Out Boy were new, American Idiot was in the charts and had a colossal crush on Avril Lavigne, but I never felt cool enough to dress appropriately or make friends with other emo kids at school. I was overweight, had uncle hair and didn't smoke or drink. It wasn't until I was 23 I finally made a friend who felt the same as I did. I actually managed to go to a gig. That friend is now still my closest friend and that band, All Time Low, are still my favourite band. I've been... I've been to see them with her seven or eight times now and I'm planning to see them again later this year. However, due to a back injury and then COVID, I haven't been to a gig in over four years and I'm now 31 and have had to shave my head. Thanks, Jeans. So I felt like I didn't fit into that crowd before. I sure as hell don't feel like I fit into it now, but it won't stop me going. But the anxiety is very, very real. Sorry if this came across as kind of some word from it. I just wanted to share my thoughts. I could write an essay on how much I hate my body and general appearance too, but I'll save that for another day. Thanks for making the pod. I absolutely love it. Thanks, Tom.
2: Yasmin was shaking Tom. their head from like about, from about I felt like I don't fit in until the end of that. Yasmin was shaking their head. Go on, yeah, pop,
1: pop punk is for everyone. I have met people into pop punk who are like, I've seen people bring their kids to pop punk shows. I've seen old people at pop punk shows. Pop punk shows are for everyone, no matter what you look like. I absolutely get that. I think we can all relate in a different way. Yeah, We've all going. We've Mm -hmm. all been told that we don't look emo or pop-punk enough because we're we're brown and black. And that's like a thing that we've been questioned on. And there's this poser mentality in pop-punk and emo that's so deeply ingrained that it just pushes the actual fans out of the music. Don't Mm -hmm. listen to those people. They're stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, Anyone can listen to pop-punk and it doesn't matter how you dress as long as you like the music and you're singing along and enjoying yourself.
2: Fuck what anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. I've seen people in suits at gigs and it's one of my favourite things because people yes. kind of just come from work yeah. and they've like turn up to the gig in a suit and they're like yeah I'm just here to rock out yeah. Got, yeah don't yeah people
0: that say oh my god you don't look emo oh my god you don't look pop punk well get over it get over it Like, I, I just I just don't get it. if you're one of these people that tell someone else they don't look like the music they listen to just shut up
2: that's all I have to and say. And you know what? I've got a boyfriend with a bald head. And I love a baldy. Oh, oh it's it. m- oh, so very, a especially inspired. when, do you know what he hates? Um, but you know when they've got that little bit of regrowth? Yeah. And it's really soft. And um, um, you play with it. And you can just sit and, and stroke the back of their head. Oh, so hot. But then I also like guys with long hair. So, I don't know.
0: I just,
1: I have no I just like men.
2: Men. <laughs>
0: yeah. Men. Any men? All Any men all men fabulous a man with a pulse
2: please yeah. hit up alex half a pulse not fast do you know what that's really sad though that you don't feel like you belong and um yeah. do you know what was weird is it wasn't until i stopped thinking that the, the thing is when you go to a gig and you look around most of the people in that room feel like they don't belong yeah. most of the people have those insecurities but they're they're giving off this vibe like they're okay and if you just walk in there and go, "I bet everyone's feeling the same way, yeah, and so this is my this is my family rather than yep. walking in there thinking everyone's got their mates, everyone's got their crew, um and then it makes you feel more comfy with stuff, yeah, yep, uh, I've got a good one here as well from somebody who sent through who said, "Hey, you three, um hey, hey. you asked for guys, or in my case, a very masculine n b to write, so here I go." Hey. I genuinely struggle every day with my personal image because as much as there's major love for women of all shapes and sizes, it always feels like guys have to be one way or the other, either skinny with a nicotine addiction or in shape and fit and healthy, whereas I'm neither and definitely on the bigger size. That bods are I, cool and sexy, sorry, Karen I know that's silly, but it's just annoying me. Touching on the tail end of the podcast where it was brought up that you guys don't care about the imperfections... Um, about the imperfections. Girls care about when it comes to being intimate. That is so true. We honestly just feel so goddamn lucky that someone actually wants to sleep with us that we're just going to take the chance to admire them as much as we can and do our best to make them feel as good as we can possibly make them feel.
0: Oh, love I And love there's
2: that. pressure and anxiety to that. Um, Tramp Stamps kind of adding fuel to that fire lately. Uh, which can make us scared and nervous to engage in activities like sex, which then leads up to being worried about sending the wrong signals to the person we like. Also, really quickly, as someone who grew up in a very backwards household, this podcast has helped me learn a lot about topics I was still struggling to understand uh, just by reading, so thanks. We're all backwards here, love. It's
0: fine. Join the club.
2: We're all backwards? (laughs) Yeah, we're all backwards. Don't worry. I'm back to front, mate.
1: Um... Hello, fellow Enby. What I will say is, we don't care. Like, I'm very much in the same boat. Before I met my partner and I met him, I was like, oh my God, someone wants to pay attention to me. What the fuck? Like, the fact that a man even noticed me was big for me. Because um, I grew up in high school and I was bullied a lot. So the- anybody who gives me attention, it's really shocking to me. But um, you should know that we don't care. We do not care. We don't care. We don't care. Like, I know it doesn't sound reassuring, but I don't know what else to tell you. I just don't give a shit. Honestly, it's kind of a turn off when men like put down other men about their bodies. It's really gross to me. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? I'll fight a man. I will fight a six foot four man, even though I'm like five, three in cold blood if he puts down other men. Cause I just don't care. Like there's, I, I you can have a nice body, but if you're not funny and you've got shit banter, I'm leaving. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't make me laugh. If you don't make me laugh and make me feel like I'd rather go home and get into bed and watch Netflix and, you know, probably have a wank, probably, because you're boring me so hard. What is like the a point? wank? What's sort <laughs> to touch myself because you're Just so boring. Honestly, bit. I would rather sleep with someone that, yeah, makes me laugh. I don't even care. I think sexual attraction is in the mind, not in the body.
1: Do you know what I love, though? I love when you can just sit in comfortable silence with someone. I'll sit with my partner and he'll draw because he's a tattoo artist and I'll just be on TikTok and we don't have to say anything to each other. We're just chilling with each other and it's nice and it's cool. And I just like that. I don't care if you're the sexiest man alive. If I don't have that comfortable silence with you, get out of my house.
2: (laughs) Do you know what I'm into? Is when a guy asks what I'm into yeah rather than assuming and trying to do and trying to learn off porn or whatever it might be and trying to learn off other relationships and going well I've always been good in my past relationships I like it when they ask me what I'm into and they do it confidently and then if and if someone isn't okay with you doing that that's their problem not yours because I will tell you now I have dated guys I've dated um a guy who was Five foot six. By the way, I'm I'm five foot eleven. I've dated a guy who was five foot six. I've dated a guy who was six foot four. I've dated a guy who was fat. There's no like, there's no slightly mm, dad bod. I've dated a fat guy. I've dated a guy who was a personal trainer. I've dated a guy with a really small penis. I dated a guy with a really big penis. It didn't work out for me. Um, in fact, I prefer the smaller penises, I'll be honest with you. I prefer right? a small penis. There's motion in the ocean, not the size of the I, rod. I prefer yeah. a small penis because my insides just don't deal... Some it women hurt. prefer massive ones, but the big ones hurt me. I've dated a guy who had his tongue attached to the... Like, he had this thing so he couldn't stick his tongue out past his teeth. So that mean he, means he couldn't go down on you? Literally, and been into every single one of those guys. So th- yeah. don't worry about don't sweat that stuff it's i know it makes out like girls like this certain look but it's not true and if they do it's not worth your time you're worth more than that you are worth so much more than
0: that just find someone you can have a laugh and a joke with have that intimate personal connection with them that isn't sex and then Mm -hmm. you'll find sex is more comfy and you'll enjoy it even more do you know what, as well, I think there's so many expectations for men,
1: or especially online, people being like, men need to do this, men need to do that. I actually hate going to fancy restaurants and going on dates. I feel oh, so too. out of place. I feel really gross. Oh, I'm I like, like that. <laughs> but <laughs> I, like I also that, yeah. just really like, like, I don't mind like going on like food dates, but I like... Just sitting on the sofa, watching Netflix, eating pizza and Ben and Jerry's, or like going to the park or just doing normal, mundane stuff. Like, I don't care. You don't have to dress up fancy all the time. You don't have to take me on expensive dates. You can just buy me pizza and I will love you forever.
2: That's it. But that's the thing. And I think um, one of the things that where I went wrong in my early dating is I kept finding the same pattern over and over and over again. And so I assumed that that pattern was to do with men. Whereas actually it was me and I was attracted to that same thing. Even though it was a negative, Mm -hmm. it was what I was attracted to. And so I had to do the work to look at myself and change what I'm attracted to. Because if there are people out there who date men who aren't into you have to have loads of money, you have to be skinny, you have to be muscular, you have to be tall, you have to have this hair, you have to do... There's some. There are people out there who are just like, yo, I want to sit on you. Do you know what I mean? There's, we exist. There's yeah. someone for everyone. Mm-hmm. There is. Um, even if you're not feeling that right now. Okay, so we're, we're getting towards the end of the episode now. We're running out of time because we've got places to be, things to do. So we're going to try and speed go through some and just hype up some
1: people. Okay, so someone's written in and said that they have problems getting it up and they feel really insecure about that. And they said, When you're having any kind of relationships with penis havers, please remember that nerves, alcohol, inexperience, and even sometimes fatigue can get in the way. Hell, I'm depressed as fuck and get distracted by my own thoughts. I've gone soft while actually inside of my partner because my thoughts took a wild tangent. I have been there. That is I've a thing. There.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's um actually one of my friends went through the same thing and he was listening to this podcast and it It's about when you're not that comfortable around someone. Like if you're Mm. not comfortable in the situation, then yeah, you get a, you do get a floppy penis, and that's fine. You just need to be comfortable. It's
2: not a bad thing. Very regular, very normal. Mm. I'm a big fan of communication, though, as you can Mm. probably tell. And I know that I, because I'm so insecure, can sometimes go, "What's wrong with me?" me? (laughs) Yeah. And then and then the guy's going, "Oh my God, what's wrong with me?" Yeah. Then I'm pushing to go, "What's wrong?" And then and then it can it can clash. Um, yeah. and so i think for people sleeping with a guy going through that it's best what i've learnt now is it's best to actually if they don't want to talk about it there and then just give them some time and yeah. maybe address it later on to let them yeah. get their thoughts around it but there's nothing happens right still got yeah. fingers still got yes, tongue
1: still got a mouth there's lots yeah. you can do really? yeah let's go yeah let's i've got go. been in that position i just have a cuddle i'm like
2: okay tired cool let's have a cuddle and watch some netflix i don't care <laughs> yeah exactly it's like if someone cares about you none of these things matter and if these things matter to somebody you're dating the wrong person yes yes yes
1: yes Someone has written in and said that they uh, find it hard to know where they stand with women because it's virtually impossible for them to get positive attention. Uh, They've never had a woman pay them a compliment or start a conversation with them. Um, Even though they're bisexual, they just, they find it really hard to get women's attention. And what I will say is maybe you're around the wrong women because like I've met women who just go straight up to men and are like, what's up hot stuff? Want to bang? Like, I wish I had the confidence to do that. Me I'll too. pretend like I haven't done that because I definitely have. <laughs>
2: oh my god, I know you do it all the time. Would, even yeah. on Twitter, you do it. On, you do it publicly, even though you've got a boyfriend. Um, Don't make me out like a whore. Excuse me, but yes, then Ex- I mean you are. What? I'm you not
1: are. a whore. I am faithful to my boyfriend. You are faithful. Yeah, yeah, you are faithful. Because, but you're a flirt. You're, a you're just an online whore, guys. Milf's okay. <laughs> just because I call you milfs, you're just very comfortable. Yeah. Um, in that realm. I'm a sexual deviant, mate. I'll, I'll, everyone is hot. Everyone is hot as fuck. But I think with that, it's probably just you're around the wrong type of women. Like, why would you? Some women expect men to do everything for them. No, no. Sometimes you've got to grab some ass for yourself.
2: Do you know what, though? There's also like, so if you give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Yeah. So if you, if you, if I'm trying to flirt, I'm shit at it. I don't know how to do it. I'm too um, forward. So if you come, if you come and show me a little bit of, you don't even have to really flirt with me, but show me a little bit of something, then I will be like, "Yo, fancy um, you? Mm. Do you know what? I do you know how I? <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I'm not even going to tell on. you actually. Um, so with my boyfriend, it was at Download Festival. I had a liter of tequila, so I just good start. which is I do not recommend you do this, but I just kept like offering him tequila. Um, obviously getting someone drunk is probably getting abusive. drunk. Yeah. Um. But then I, I said, oh, so yeah, it must be really cold here. I've got a hotel room with like a spare bed. If you want to just come and stay in the spare bed, you know, it's no biggie. And then I can get you a lift in the morning. That's smoother than me, though, because I'm like, do you just want to come back to mine and
0: smash? And they're like, what the fuck? And I'm huh? like, oh, OK. Yeah, I no. always just assume that everyone thinks I'm ugly. That's like kind of my default. I have like one thing I'm like right okay as soon as I see just like a little a little sparkle in their eye I'm like right I'm in let's go and I'm just like a present I'm like bang <laughs> yeah. and I'm just they're like oh you're a bit full-on I'm like no I'm not yeah <laughs> looks disgusted yeah. No,
1: I'm like this with my own partner like I'll get him I but he usually gets me drunk because he's Polish so we can just drink a lot but there was one time tequila is his poison I got him so drunk at a, a strip club <laughs> It was in his strip club. It was the equivalent of that, though. I got him drunk there and he threw up on my porch and then we still had sex. So, yeah, I am... Um, uh... What, you
0: had sex in your porch? No! Uh, he oh. threw
1: up, cleaned himself up, and then we still had sex. So, oh. yeah. Lovely. I'm smooth as hell. I was like, <laughs> I'll gag on something in a minute. No, i <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, i going to smell okay. Sick, though. Okay. He brushed his teeth. I made him drunkenly brush his teeth.
2: So I've got a very important one here that I think... Um, I really think we should discuss before we end this episode. Um so this person's got in touch and they said, Thank you for delivering such a consistently great podcast. Thank you for listening. Oh, thank um you. He says, as a cisgender heterosexual white male, I'm very aware that whether intended or not, I will have faced the least amount of prejudice in my prejudice in my life. But than that doesn't take else. away what you have yeah. mm-hmm. Um but you know what? I, I, I really admi- I first of all I really when he said that, i I'm, I'm really open because it shows that he's just very aware of himself. Um, yeah. But I want you to know right now, listening to this, that we value what you have to say. Um, mm-hmm. So he said that there was a comment last week regarding the Trump stamps, where it was mentioned that if it had been men talking about having sex with drunk women, they would have rightfully torn been torn apart for it. And I must congratulate you all for calling it out, despite it being the other way around. So what he's saying is that... Um, a lot of the time that abuse that we speak about is often men targeted at, men targeting women. Um, But what he said Mm -hmm. is he's been in two relationships that were emotionally abusive and very manipulative. The second one damaged me so much that I haven't had a serious partner out of fear um, that it will happen again. Wow. That ended nearly four years ago. I yeah. completely understand why abuse against females is st- still very much a pressing issue in today's society, and highlighting situations where it's the male in that position is definitely more open and present than it has ever been. However, the, and he talks about like um, manning up and how that's a big thing. Um, mm. um said, and shout out to you guys who have gone through something similar and feel that they can't talk about it freely. I have a lot of male friends, I'm not gonna go too much into it because I want to respect anonymity, but I have a lot of close men in my life who have been through a similar thing, um, and the hardest thing for men when you look up this kind of abuse everywhere from therapists, everything, ninety nine percent of the books, the information is all targeted from for women. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which and it is something that women go through a lot, but actually emotional abuse, men go through a lot as well physical abuse i think that's the thing we need to focus on for women but when we're talking about emotional abuse it's for men as well yeah have you guys heard about stuff like this as well before
1: yeah i think um it's so normalized that's the problem it's so normalized like women will go on Twitter and be like, oh, I just burnt all of his stuff because we had an argument or I just threw his PlayStation out the window because he was mean to me. And it's like, okay, I'm really glad that you're flexing, that you're just fucking abusive. Good for you, babe. It's not
0: okay. And I think with tweets and stuff like that, if you read it like the other way around, as in that was happening to a woman, you'd be like, oh my God, shit, that's awful. But I just think it does it does work both ways it does emotional abuse works both realize ways. realize that emotional abuse yeah is rife you know with men as well but i just think maybe do you think men don't talk about it as much i think yeah.
1: because men and i'm just getting into the mind of a man here if they were to say oh a woman emotionally abused me people would tell him oh man up mate like yeah. she just called you this and that like why do you care um, and women would say oh well you know I'm a woman, so you can't hurt me. Like, I've met women who are like, well, men can't hurt me as much as I hurt them because I'm a woman. And, like, it's I definitely toxic. agree. It's there's weird. power plays, there's, like, gender roles and stuff that that create a privilege for men. But you can be emotionally abusive to men and, like, nothing is going to stop you from doing that. Like, regardless of what gender you are, you can treat people like shit.
2: Once you start getting down that... um, that rabbit hole of narcissism on YouTube and then you start getting into it in Instagram following narcissist accounts, you can actually find a lot of strength and a lot of healing and I would recommend going to see a professional when it comes to having been through something like that. Um, Now to anyone listening right now, um, look out for signs like humiliation, negating, criticising, people who use derogatory pet names So my little chubby pumpkin um, as a term of endearment or things that are putting you down, things that are character assassination, things like you always, you're always doing this. People who embarrass you in public, people who say that they're joking, um, people who use and obviously there's limits. This isn't like if someone does this, they are a narcissist, but watch out for what your boundary is. And are they stepping over the boundary? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Are they watching you? Are they digital spying? Are there sudden outbursts? Do they treat you like a child? Are they unpredictable? Do Are they extremely jealous? Whenever you try and put down a boundary, do they turn it back on you? Do they use guilt? Do they deny it? Um, watch out for all of these signs because... And speaking from someone who's been through this, and will probably end up doing an episode on it in the future, it is very very serious and very dangerous and it's Mm -hmm. not taken as seriously as being physically abused but you can actually you can end up with a lot of lasting effects from an emotional abusive relationship yep (sighs) can you tell that's something i feel really passionate about yes um and i really do feel for men who have who have been through that because that that support that support just isn't out there in literature websites it's really hard
1: I also feel sorry because I think men recognize their privilege and they feel bad for speaking out against women because they think, oh well, I'm still in a better position than them, and it's like, well, no, because a woman hurt you, so like end of yeah. the story end of the day, end of the story, you've still been emotionally abused by this woman,
2: yeah, and I can very much highly recommend uh looking into twelve step fellowships as well um mm-hmm. because they're free, and there are a resource that's out there, things like Coda, which is codependence anonymous um and you can have a look at the range and there's there's um there's SLA, which is sex and love addiction so you can look into love addiction or even if you're um love anorexic there's fellowships for you as well because it, it this this is a whole podcast on its own we should mm-hmm. do your separate yeah there's another another one on this and it, it's it's very very dangerous and i think a lot of men do go through it and i'm really glad that you wrote into us because i think a lot of men are going to listen to that and go Shit, yeah, I've been through that too. In it's a hard um, spot, but once you yeah. see it, fuck, Realize it's scary. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, damn. So yeah. I think we should, um, rather than words of wisdom, maybe we can do words of wisdom. But I think we also need to say some big up words,
0: words of encouragement. Yes, I'll go first. I right. I'm here for the hype. Right. So my words of encouragement would be: don't compare yourself to everyone around you you do you focus on you you're hot shit you're cool you're creative you're fantastic you're going places even though sometimes it doesn't feel like you are it's okay to feel like that it's just put steps into place for yourself so you can get out of the rut and be you and the best version of you that you can be see yes i love yes.
1: that i love that um, mine would be no matter who you are there's someone for you if you're cis if you're trans, if you're non-binary there is someone for you out there there's someone who's going to love you exactly for who you are don't settle for any less and don't feel pressured to rush into a relationship when you're in your 20s because you've got fucking it forever you've got, you can be 90 and get into a relationship you've got time babes, you've got time
2: yes um, and mine would be If you're feeling particularly insecure you will try and find the safe people around you just test it throw a little like little bit out there say and see who creates space for you and who you can talk to because I'll tell you this when you talk to someone who is open and can chat to you they will help you realize how sexy how how handsome how loved how interesting, how wonderful you are as an individual and every single person on this planet, and that includes you, every single person has this wonderful, unique array of amazing qualities and you should be feeling that today. So if you you do get a chance, I can suggest, this might be a little bit too far and I've gone to therapy, but get some post-it notes and write out some positive words about yourself. What are nice things that people have said? What are nice things? Just words. I am lovable. I am sexy. I am, and just stick them around in your room. And it's embarrassing when people find them, but don't worry about it. Put them out there, and when you see them, you've got to say it to yourself. So put one behind your cupboard. I'm hot. Open your cupboard. I'm hot. I'm hot. Shit, I am hot. Damn it, you know I was right. It's gonna I'm be sexy really bitch. hard to do. I used to yeah. have to do it in the mirror, and I used to I used to hate doing it in the mirror. It made me really uncomfortable, and then after about a month of doing it every single day, I started to actually believe that maybe it could be true. I need to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. That's my takeaway. Be your own hype man, right? Mm. When you see Lil Wayne or Lil John, Lil John to the window. One of the Lil ones. Oh, Lil John. Oh, Lil John. Lil John. Yeah, he's there. He's there in the in the mirror, going to the window. To the wall! To
0: the wall. Till
2: sweat drip down my balls. My balls. Uh, so he's yeah. hyping himself up in the mirror. He's hyping up everyone else. Hype yourself up the way Lil' John would hype you up. Be little John. Be, be more little John. Be more Lil John. <laughs> Till sweat drop down your balls. My <laughs> balls. <laughs> mm okay um yes to all of our men listening to this podcast we love you we appreciate you we value you and thank you for being part of our outcast family Wait. because mm-hmm. you matter Ooh. we love you we love See you. you next week Bye. Bye. you were listening to on wednesdays we wear black please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.